What's going on? Living the dream, living the dream. How's everybody doing? Everybody's doing good. How about everybody else? Everybody else don't have a mic. Um, so, oh, I was meaning to ask you, man. Did you get your 16 kilometers in today? No, I think right now I've got about uh, seven and a half kilometers in today, but uh, we'll be we'll be uh, expanding the kilometer uh, uh, routes uh, after the show. Right on, right on. It is important to get your 16 kilometers in every day. Hundred percent. I mean, if you don't have sixteen kilometers and a microphone, it's hard to express your voice in its in its most authentic way. But also, we are the voice of the voiceless. So, it is a precursor to quality walking and microphone combinations. Some people would say no, it isn't, but we'd say yes, it is. They would be wrong, even if they think they've paid and they haven't. <laughs> true story. True story. What uh, what are y'all what are y'all up to today? You find some fun uh, '80s uh, tchotchke movie uh, information? Yes, I found something on Facebook. So you have to make sure you okay. This is all this what it is um, from the '80s. I will make a list of this. So you can only watch one year of 1980s movies. So I'm gonna go down each mm -hmm. year. I, it's too hard for me because I'm a fan of all these films. So we're going to start with 1980. The Empire Strikes Back, The Shining, The Blue Brothers, Caddyshack, Airplane. 1981, The Evil Dead, An American Werewolf in London, Mad Max 2, Escape from New York, Indiana Jones. Um, I'm guessing that's the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, yeah, the first one, yeah. 48 Hours, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, The Thing, Poltergeist E.T. 1983, woohoo! <laughs> Trading Places, Scarface, National Lampoon Vacation, Christine, The Outsiders. 1984, The Terminator, The Never Ending Story, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Ghostbusters, Beverly Hills Cop. 1985, Back to the Future, Breakfast Club, Fright Night, Clue, and the Goonies. 1986, Aliens, Platoon, Ferris Bueller Day Off, Top Gun, and Stand By Me. 1987, Full Metal Jacket, Predator, Raisin Arizona, The Lost Boys, Plane, Trains, and Automobile. 1988, Die Hard, Child's Play, Beauty Christmas Hitch. Movie. Coming to America, The Naked Gun. 1989, Major League, Batman, Heather's Death Poet Society, and I'm guessing this is Bill and Ted Excellent Adventures. So, which decade, I mean, not decade, but which year in 1980 would movies that y'all would have seen? Which one was your favorite? I'm going to go with 1980. Uh, read them off again, if you would, please. The Empire Strikes Back. Winner. The Shining. Yep. The Blue Brothers. Blues Brothers? Blues Brothers, not Blue Brothers. The Blues Brothers. Caddyshack Airplane. Yeah, I mean, Blues Brothers was okay, but 
and Caddyshack airplane. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, Caddyshack's my jam. Uh, but I think there's a lot of movies that are being left out. I think, like, out of 88, I think somebody left out Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which is an unacceptable thing to leave out. It is. Some people um, in this trio of talkers don't like that movie. Mm, who is that? I don't know. It's not nothing in here. I don't I don't see that person. Yeah, because there's not a mirror in here. Um I'm gonna say nineteen eighty five for me. Um all these are great though. I It's a good decade. It, it, it is a decade. It was a great run. It is, but I will say I do not like the never ending story. What? I was never a fan of it. I know I'm gonna probably get blasted for saying it, but I didn't enjoy the movie. I didn't even enjoy the sequel. Um, every single listener is going to blast you for this, <laughs> and I say every single because there'll only be one listener. But I love 1985. You got Back to the Future, which I have a shirt of. You do. Um, the Breakfast Club, Fright Night, and Clue, and I got my Clue makeup bag. And the Goonies will always be a number one. Yeah, I mean, 85 is definitely a, a number two on my list candidate. But you also got 1989. Well, I wasn't really a fan of Major League. Oh, great movie, though. But... Hold on, Blasphemer. Hold on, Blasphemer. <laughs> I think you're, well, you're leaving out Young Guns from 1988. Oh, young Guns, yes. If they had Young Guns and the second one, that would be that was pretty good too. And they're gonna remake that too, or are they rebooting it. Yeah, I don't think it's a, a remake. I think, I think it's they're rebooting it. A continuation, mm -hmm. like number three. Let's find out. Y'all chat amongst yourselves. But eighty nine, you got Batman. I I'm not going to say more about Batman because Michael Keaton's the best Batman ever. And he still is. He's yeah, he's top shelf. He's top shelf. But he's such he's such an icon. And I I'm curious. Obviously, I haven't read like you know spoiler spoilers for the Flash or anything like that. But I part of me would be curious if he was some, uh, you know, specifically different variant of Bruce Wayne, or if in fact he was playing Thomas Wayne and they just haven't come out and said that yet. Hmm. I'm assuming um, it's going to be like uh, Spider-Man, and it's from different universes. Universe, yeah, I'm thinking that too. Um, well, I'm not putting any spoilers out there, but I think I know what's going to happen. So, Young Guns Three appears to be a thing, and uh, this is well, that was two years ago. Never mind. I didn't. Well, it was two years ago, but it's funny because they'll interview Emilio Estevez or Kiefer Sutherland or whoever, and the answer always involves the phrase, I don't know, we all died. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. All of that. So, how can he come back in three? Have y'all ever well, there heard is of that... a thing called soap operas? You cannot do Billy the Kid. Was he Billy the Kid, right? Yeah, he was he was Billy the Kid, and my my soap is quite operatic. But I think there is because you know if you watch Young Guns too, it is the story of uh, um, not Brushy Bill Roberts, but oh yeah, Brushy Bill Roberts, who is claiming to be Billy the Kid, bookends the movie, and it's played by Emilio Estevez. Spoiler alert and heavy makeup. Uh, but there would be because I guess there's fifty or sixty years in between the end of well, God, nineteen. 
1870, oh, okay, 80 years, 1870 to 1950, whenever Brushy Bill Roberts went before the governor of New Mexico at the time for the pardon that uh, um, Governor, uh, God, the governor, Scott Wilson plays the character. I don't know why I can't, but he's a very famous governor because he's the guy that wrote Ben-Hur. People think it's a biblical story, but it's not. It's a fictional novel written by um, Governor Lou Wallace, I think which would probably have been cooler if it was Governor Lou Reed, but I think it was Lou Wallace. Um, but, uh, yeah, Lou Wallace, Governor Lou Wallace of New Mexico. But, um, but yeah, there's 50, probably 50 years worth of storytelling about shenanigans they could try to squeeze in there. Um, Ben-Hur was the highest grossing movie of all time in each of its iterations. Oh, wow. And the second one was for quite a while. Was that, would that be the, the most famous one that came out in 1959 with Charlton Heston? Yes, that one held on to, I think, The Godfather or Jaws. Which one of those came first? Jaws came first. No. No, I think it was. No, Godfather. Godfather. No. I could be wrong. Because I, well, I think the Godfather came out in '72, and Jaws, I think, came out like in '78 or '79. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, was much, much different. Before my time. Before my well, time. I was about to say some of us weren't even born yet, but I was the only one that was born. So true story. True story. Well, also in other movie news. Uh, well, just... we didn't get we didn't get his. Uh, oh, yeah, what great. year for you, what man? Year for you? Oh my God! I don't know. There's, I'm, I'm so torn. I mean, part of my, I mean, part of it is the films, but also my thing. I, I just think like, well, what could they put on a shelf? What could they put on the shelf for a few months to bump it to the next year? And then I don't want to lose, uh, you know, any any movie soundtracks. Like you can't, you can't uh, touch the uh, perfection that is the Rocky Four soundtrack, or, or even the, you know, the original, still the best of the Transformers film, the 1986, I think, animated one with Orson Welles and Judd Nelson and uh, uh, Leonard Nimoy and and Robert Stack, the great Robert Stack. So I'm uh, I'm torn. I'm torn all the way uh, about all those years. I mean, I feel like there's just some magic, some magic gem in uh, in each of those or several in, in, in each of those release years. So. All right. I don't think so, that's cheating. No. So you're, you're, what you're telling us is that you're not going to commit. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you, you were saying the future. So other news. Other news. Daisy Edgar Jones is going to be starring in a Twister reboot sequel. Like Tornado Twister? Yeah. Twister. We've got cows. I don't know who this actress is. I I I don't even know who she is. I need to research who she is before the movie comes out. Well, come out next year. My feeling is, if you're going to destroy things with a tornado, I'm there. Well, it's not the same without Bill Paxton. Not the same with without Philip Seymour Hoffman either. So. They can have if they could get movie. Jamie Gertz in there, yeah, mm-hmm. if they could get Jamie Gertz in there, she's I'd be happy. She's retired from acting. She's, um, 
she's an executive. Uh, she co-owns the one of the Atlanta basketball well, teams. You, you know how it is when people retire from acting, don't you? I'm aware. I do. They send the police after you. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Uh, Sometimes while you're still acting. Yeah. I don't know if uh, if it picked up, but a cop just drove by. Oh, I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. I thought there was some live, some uh, live, uh, real time, real time updates over there. It was an ambulance vehicle, but the driver was a cop. So. I guess that's a pretty good cover. If you have to be like undercover and you're still going to wear a uniform, you could try to pass it off as a first, some kind of other first responder. Right. That's a good movie. I think that would be a good movie. Undercover cop, ambulance driver. Yeah, I wonder, and maybe y'all might just have a frame of reference. Was there one? Because I feel like that's similar to if they tried to do one, but he was uh, masquerading as uh, as an ice cream. You know, like an ice, ice cream, cream van. Truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he was like, "Oh, this is my ice cream uniform." He was a paramedic, or he was a he was a cop. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, it was a cop, but instead of uh, that, he was undercover as a paramedic, which might be I don't know, not uh, not undercovery enough, but an ice cream truck. But he just forgot to wear like more ice cream specific clothing. <laughs> well, if there isn't, we need to make it. I'm down for it. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready, ready to go. Too. So we need to get Jake Gyllenhaal in this. He's busy. I mean, we'll, we'll we can leave a call, leave a number, see how he's doing. But I think he might be kind of booked up for post COVID 2023. I think that on everybody's screensaver or, or their phone should be a picture of him, and then we can say that he's in the movie. That would be good. I would think we should definitely do that for uh, uh, for the great Morris Day. Uh, but Jake Gyllenhaal is fine. Yeah, but we might be able to get Morris Day. Yeah, we could probably get him to do a song. Oh, that's true. That's true. And we could just probably, you know, because it's indie film, we could probably just pay him with lunch and an IMDb credit. Are you saying unkind words about Morris Day in the time? No, I love Morris Day in the time. There, I mean, no, he's the man's a national treasure. Indeed. I'm just saying, I think he understands that we all get, you know, the uh, the struggles of independent filmmakers and uh, creative, creative types that we're just, you know, trying to create, literally sometimes out of thin air. So, but he'll, uh, I think he's, I think he always struck me as being appreciative, you know. So uh, another bank failed. Like just over the weekend? Yeah, it seems like it. It's uh it's it's unbelievably predictable. And the people that are doing it are getting filthy rich or Well, you never hear uh you never hear about all the people uh, that actually uh, work at the uh, at the you know at the public facing components getting any kind of payoffs whenever the CEOs are getting twenty million dollar balloons when uh, when they when they when they tank a bank. 
Mm-hmm. Let's see, uh, list of filled banks. You think it'd pop up more predominantly, but I'm sure they are suppressing it because they don't want us to know. I got, did y'all see, I got, it's got to be fake because I didn't see it anywhere else, but it was like, you know, they get the people do the death, dead celebrity posts, the, oh my God, so-and-so just died. And uh, I'll Google it again just to make sure that he is uh, still alive before uh, I say it was a fake post. But uh, yeah, Uh, no, I I I got blown up with a thing earlier that said Justin Bieber had died. But he appears to be still be alive, per the uh, most recent. I tell you, I stories. really, I really enjoyed the roast of Justin Bieber when he got up and just blasted everybody there. Like, what, what do you get when a kid gets two hundred fifty million dollars? <laughs> you, you just called everybody a bunch of have been nobodies that don't have as much money as him. Mm. It, it was astute. Here's an interesting one. Uh, Pence says that Trump getting arrested is not what the American people want to see. I'm fairly yeah. Certain. I don't know if he needs more electroshock to help straighten his brain out, but uh, <clears throat> I think he has a misunderstanding about American ideals and American values. Yeah, I th- I think that uh, I don't know if by American he means North and South America collectively, or mm-hmm. you know the people within the United States thinking that they are just America and nothing else is. I don't I also well, don't know they're... what the people of North and South America think of the term being American, and if they feel they're American, or is it just citizens of the United States. Yeah, I think that's an important distinction that that people who live in the United States never make. Um, I mean, I think people that live in the on the continent of well, but also, you know, I mean, Canadians are, are live on the continent, well, obviously live on the continent of North America. But I think, you know, probably in places that have less less uh, square footage, you know, would refer to themselves more by their con- country and not the continent. Um, that's fascinating though, too, that it's the United States of America, you know, that it happened, you know, versus if it was in some other continent, if it was the United States of Australia or the United States of the Indian subcontinent or the United States, you know, you know what I mean? Something like that. Um, yeah, but do we think that? There will actually be handcuffs on that particular individual. No. Well, I think they gave him every chance they could to, uh, but I think he's trying to facilitate some kind of violent interaction between his, you know, militant, lesser educated supporters and uh, have them set up, you know, fake patriot parameters around Mar-a-Lago uh, to try to incite violence against. Uh, uh, law enforcement that would come to uh, 
take him away, but obviously he has every right to uh, turn himself in to avoid all that if he was had whatever integrity that he you know tricks these poor folks, poor older folks, uh, into into believing that uh, that he when, has. When you say poor folks, do you mean the lack of money or the lack of general? actually being I, I think I just meant it like I felt sorry for them uh that it was a that it was this that it was a, a, a verbalizing of sympathy that they some people unfortunately just finger quotes don't know no better yeah because I think that the rich conservatives have moved on so I think it, it is apt that you use that word because it's only the poor conservatives that still think that he's for them well i know i know a lot of uh folks who are you know of of that generation you know the older generation that you know never won any wars that their parents won world war ii um but obviously they they failed every war they ever fought but um uh that they you know still will save things and and for whatever well i think you know because they they conflate politics and whatever kind of religious things they've been uh conditioned to believe and obviously they tr they think that you know they have money because because god loves them more than they think that god loves people that have less money and that that's that's you know that that's their reward is you know financial um but uh but i know i know folks who you know, if, if you didn't talk politics, you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily know that they feel this way. But they will swear up and down that uh, uh, they, for whatever reason, think that uh, Trump is the only man who ever cared about America because he didn't need the money. You know, and it's. I mean, it's. I mean, you know, I yeah, mean, but that's those like are saying, still. They're still not you know filthy rich people though. You know, I mean, I feel like the, I mean, the people I'm thinking of could probably, you know, drop, you know, recreationally spend $500,000 a year and not think about it. That is definitely rich people. Right. But I think, but it's, but you know, but they still, I mean, it's that thing they, they don't understand that, you know, John Wayne was a fictional construct and that, you know, and that he's dead number two. Um, but and you know they just they, a raving bigot. Me, meanwhile, he was engaging in you know behaviors with other people that now they would say was disgusting in the devil. You know, in his private life. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hmm. tough all the way around. Tough all the way around. But but hopefully, I mean, it's I mean, you want you want people to be able to hopefully come together and we can agree on more things we disagree on and find common ground. Um, but that's the other. Well, y'all know that's the other thing, too, when people, for whatever reason, are trying to frame uh, frame unity and, and, and growth together and, and trying to share a better vision and work toward toward it, that they think that that's. Uh, that they deride it as not being God's will and not this and not that and just, you know, hiding behind religious texts instead of reading them and exploring them. So. You ever but see Duke lost. <laughs> Did you ever see the guy who drank uh, this uh, silver mixture 
and it literally turned his his skin blue over the course of decades of drinking it? No. He's a real life Papa Smurf. Yeah, I about to say he's a Smurf. Okay, I don't know if that was the punchline or. I'm gonna send you a picture of him if I can. He was a Smurf. He might still be. I don't know if he's dead or not. Wouldn't that cause some type of? Uh, I mean, problem? silver's pretty inert, so maybe it's not as deadly as other metals. Unless you turn your skin blue. He clearly isn't a vampire. Am I right? Right. Well, I've never seen him during the daytime, so I couldn't I couldn't tell you for sure. Well, it's daytime and you're about to see him. All right. I sent you a picture. Okay. Who is a vampire? Yeah. You're a vampire. You're a vampire. Oh my. Oh wow. Oh my. Is that a trip or what? I think he wants to sell me diabetes medication. <laughs> diabetes. Oh my. Oh. Speaking of uh, speaking of diabetes medication, if my if this window would open up on my uh, phone, uh, diabetes medication guy whose name on it? Wilford Brimley. So, like, you had mentioned the movie list earlier, and obviously there's so many great people in, in The Thing. It was a, st a star-studded, uh, or people that became stars, but just classic, like, character actors. You know, Keith David, obviously Richard Masseur, uh, uh Richard Dystart, T.K. Carter, before he was the one of the guidance counselors on Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Um but uh, but Wilford Brimley, I think in uh, so if he was born in 1934 and the thing came out in 1980, he'd have been 40, 46 or 36. He'd been 46. or batteries? No. I either one, but he was basically like a year or two older than me. But he looked like he was 75 years old, like legit. Uh, but it's just funny how people just how people age differently now and, and whether it's people take better care of themselves or different things. About I think human it's genetics definitely a, a better understanding of diet and uh, improved surgical procedures. Mm -hmm. Do you mean cosmetic or just literally for health and safety purposes? Uh, well, OK, both. But I was meaning cosmetic. But yeah. Uh, okay. Better, yeah. better health care would lead to that as well. Yeah. Well, you always, I always think like that. Uh, uh, I mean, Saved by the Bell, but like the Brat Pack. Because I feel like if you look at like Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe specifically, but even like Judd Nelson, to me more, Emilio Estevez. You know, um, and maybe it's kind of catching up with them now. But I think they were the first. I mean, Mario Lopez is a good example, but he was a few years later with Saved by the Bell. Like that is like the line of demarcation between when people just started to age differently. And maybe it is cosmetic things, but I feel like Mario Lopez just takes care of himself. I don't know that he um, um, has work performed, you know. Um, 
he looked like he did in some ways when uh, they made the the remake of Say by the Bell. It looked like he did have some type of surgical um, mm. enhancement. Uh, I, all of them, I think, had. Well, I don't know about T- Tiffany Thiessen. I don't think she had, but I know the rest of them had. Well, Lord Voorhees, yeah, Lord Voorhees went down the horrific plastic surgery rabbit hole. I don't remember if she had yeah. cameoed on that show or not, but she. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, God, you, if you want to talk about people who could actually do something practical because of horrific plastic surgeries, Mickey Rourke and Jud, Judge Reinhold should play brothers. Like, I'll, they didn't I'll used to look that. like each other. Yeah, but if you see them now, like, they look like there was, a like, a Ken doll, and they were both, like, we, we both independently want to look like that and then now they both look like that yeah they do he they i know he what he's in a six how old is he now 65 mickey rourke, mickey rourke or judge reinhold he was so classic well i mean he's i feel like he was such a class maybe it's because the age i was and you know like when things are popular when you're a kid you kind of don't understand they've just recently become popular but I remember, I guess, you know, if I was, if Fast, Time, Fast Times came out a couple years after I was born. So he was, and then went into the Beverly Hills Cop films, obviously, with Eddie Murphy. And um, I guess in the 90s, the Santa Claus movies. Oh, Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I'm looking, we're, much better than yeah, we're looking at Mickey Rourke right now. and uh, Oh, heck. He likes. He looks like Odo from Deep Space Nine, right when he's been out of the the bucket for too long. Well, and I always mispronounce the guy's last name, but Renee Abin Abinhore, the guy that played that character you talked about. Did y'all ever watch um, Benson? Do y'all remember that show? Oh yeah, yeah, and he played like the chief of staff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, on that he was phenomenal. But he was in, he was in. Um, I'm having, I'm trying to Google this stuff so fast while I'm on here. But he was, I think, he and John Goodman, and um, obviously lots of other people. But they were in like, I guess the like the like the the main Big River uh, musical that had the album released from the 1985 Broadway tour. Uh, but he and uh, John Goodman, and I'm just remembering from memory who was on that. Oh, Bob Gutton. The great Bob Gunton. Um, yeah, but they were uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Because uh, uh, you don't think of people as singers. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, some right. people do, but I just, I, I, I mean, I, I'm around musical theater a lot and I know people that do it. And, and I guess I've been in some, but I don't think of myself as a, one of those people. But, uh, but then it's just amazing, you know, when you see these amazing just, beauty that you, you it makes you think there is a huge divine existence in the universe that a, a noise that beautiful a sound that beautiful could come out of just genetic the genetic software the organic genetic software in somebody's uh vocal cords so. they uh they definitely won the genetic lottery in that structure it's kind of crazy 100%. just how damn talented people can be you know you're born stunningly beautiful or handsome or whatever then you can sing you can dance you can memorize things uh yeah 
humans are pretty awesome. I never get jealous of anybody's abilities. I just admire it, the species as a whole. I'm going to try to uh, play the the pronunciation of Renee's uh, last name. We'll see if this yeah. works. What the? Let's try that again. Let's play that. Let's run that back. Rene Aubergenva. Aubergenva. Well, that's exactly what I was saying. So, yeah, perfect. That was 100%. French. 100%. Let's try it. Uh, yeah, you can shut up now. Well, I'm sure the Yugoslavian pronunciation would not maybe be that different. It would appear to be. I think I remember him on Police Academy. I think he was on the one that went the Miami one. All right, let, let's try this. Rene Aubergenois. 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 Run on. Run on. Aubergenois. All right, good enough for me. He was on Police Academy. Let me look. I think he was. Did y'all ever see? Well, you know, Tom Sizemore just passed away recently. Yep. Um, and obviously, he was just amazing in a lot of things that he that he that he did. And I'm sure we did, talked about him last time. But I think the first thing I ever saw him in, and he was just so fascinating because you know, obviously, with acting, we want to you know specificity in your choices, and is 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 where the magic is, and working with smart people and and uh, and all that. But uh, but he was. I think the first thing, and I didn't know it was him because I wasn't very familiar with him, and I obviously, because I was like 11 or 12. Um, but um, if y'all have ever seen, and you need to watch it if you haven't, because it is a classic kind of buddy Western movie, but it's on motorcycles, but it's uh, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love, love, love. And, you know, Don Johnson and Mickey Rourke and um, Giancarlo Esposito and, and – uh, Daniel Baldwin, I think, and Tom Sizemore and Tia Carrera, Vanessa Williams, um, Big John Studd, um, other people that I it escapes me, but just yeah, just ex, ex, except exceptional, uh, exceptional stuff, but not rocket science. I mean, Chelsea Field. I mean, just just an easy, fun movie that you, you can just kind of turn on and. <laughs> It was not. It was one of those movies that you thought they were contractually obligated to do, and uh, and somehow it works. Like there were two movies that I really, really just always thought when I well when I first saw the concept or a commercial or whatever, I'm like, this is beyond stupid. One being Mallrats, uh, mm -hmm. low low opinion of that and, and no idea about Kevin Smith quite like I do now. And uh, the other is, dude, where's my car? Mm. And you think these movies could never be. It was like, how? How could they possibly even get financing to get made? And now, of course, I love them both to death. Giddy, giddy, well, giddy, I think giddy. we also have been around long enough and we've had experiences and know people where you know exactly how certain movies get made based on financing and what they have to do to get the financing. Um, 
attached. But yeah, but Mickey Rourke, I mean, famously, just in interviews, because I like to watch, you know, actor interviews from, from previous decades. But he famously said he hated Simon Wentzer, the director, and he only did the money because he was contractually obligated, but he hated every minute of it. There you go. Um, yeah. But that was great because I feel like that was, you know, I think Don Johnson tried really hard with a lot of stuff to, to cat, be catapulted from Miami Vice into feature film stardom. But he had a hard enough time. I think he'd done five or six or seven failed TV pilots before Miami Vice worked. And nobody, the studio didn't, studio did not want him for Miami Vice because he'd, so, I mean, I, 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 you know, he's, I guess he's my spiritual animal that, you know, th- one thing finally worked after so many other things didn't work, but, but, um, but it was just, it was just odd. I mean, I guess that's the next step. I mean, obviously he's still, you know, looks pretty much ageless and is just a charming, handsome person and kind of almost and with a Roger Moore, almost kind of vibe where you just have become like the charming older gentleman kind of thing. Yeah. He, he had to age his himself back into relevance. Yeah. Do you think, do y'all think uh, like how much, and maybe it's just culturally among younger audiences that having that he might have a larger new audience because he has a daughter who's a popular actress in uh, Dakota Johnson. Um, you know, I I don't know with him. I, th- I think what you're saying can be a thing. It can revive somebody's career. Uh, reverse nepotism, I guess it would be. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. we ever? Nepo. Have we ever used that term before? No, we have not. Um, but uh, I don't know that that's his case because he's still in my opinion a bigger star than she is yeah no i agree 100 percent. but i think that's also because we're maybe over the age of 35 and i and i don't know that people under i think people who were like in high school or college when 50 shades came out they're more familiar with her but i think everybody that's had been out of college by that point or had ever really been to an eighties party <laughs> kind of knew Don Johnson, you know, Yeah, if they didn't know his name, they knew who he was anyway. Yeah. Do pastel Pat, my buddy, um, one of my buddies that's, uh, that is also in real estate, but does, um, for, for a while he'd had a kind of a menswear boutique with, uh, focused on accessories and stuff. But we always joke like for, for branding photo shoots, they'd be a Miami Vice. They, it would be Crockett and Tubbs, you know. Um, but uh, but in this case, it would be like more like if you know, Sean Connery was playing uh, the, the Don Johnson role. But I was but wondering the uh, other day if uh, yeah. if Aaron Rodgers steals public funding, can we just rename him Brett Favre Jr.? Well, they both have really good hair. I mean, you know, I don't, I, he, you know, he's a professional athlete. I'm sure he's used to being called a bunch of names, so I think that'd be fine. I think that'd be fine. Didn't his, didn't he just go through a big divorce or a big breakup with whatever Hollywood starlet he was? Uh, perpetually, I believe that's the case. Who is this? You know, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, ugh. Yeah. Did he? And I think, didn't he also, 
Yeah, didn't he also, I mean, maybe this just happened. Just take an offer from the Jets, maybe? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm talking about, because Brett Favre left the Packers and went to the Jets. Oh, that's funny. Okay, I didn't, I mean, I was was not watching football back then. That's funny. Are you watching football now? I was in the last couple years. I mean, I think just that I've been the last five years kind of, with different things I've been doing, like with, you know, youth leadership and being involved in all that, like concepts of leadership and strategies and uh, systematic problem solving and and working through uh, issues that would come up. And so I've just somehow, or I would, I'd go to parties, you know, where the football would be on, I'd never watch it. And now if I go to a thing, I'm watching the game the whole time. And, and to the point, people think I'm ignoring them just because I'm fascinated Again, uh... by them. You know, the the sport, I lost interest in it because I was investing too much of my emotional state into people that had nothing to do with my life. But I I still enjoy the fact that humans are doing pretty amazing things in the game. I just uh, flipped over to Facebook while we were chatting, and lo and behold, a picture of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers right there. It's photoshopped, but... They're listening, man. They are listening. We are on it. I'm not on my computer. I'm on my phone doing this. And on my computer, it, it, it knows what to pop up. I just want to tell Zuck right now, just because I'm an old white guy doesn't mean I'm a Nazi conservative. Quit inundating my wall with just bullshit. Don't like country music. And I certainly don't like Nazis. And, and I challenge anyone to tell me the difference between the two at this point. I agree, and I agree. Have you have you seen that gag I do when I, uh, you know, like when people will go up and they'll do like a, a quick performance piece, and mine I'll always do the thing about unpopular opinion, and then I'll just say something that's clearly not. Popular in the world we, we would reside in an unpopular opinion like like i i think the other week you know and y'all may have seen it but like unpopular opinion i hate racism <laughs> you know because obviously yes. the america we live in now that a certain percentage of the population thinks that the their spiritual calling is to destroy destroy people's history and uh destroy textbooks and literature and ideas Uh, I just wonder if we're going to start chanting, lock him up. I mean, we could, but I think most of the people that would think that's, that would be in favor of that. I think we're more like long form discussion people. And, uh, you know, we might, somebody write, might write a dissertation or a thesis paper. I feel like sometimes the other folks with the red hats, with the four letters on them, it's more of a three-word slogan, you know, and then it's tough for them because the last word slogan has two syllables, so I think that's confusing. Um, but we might. We might try to reach out and, you know, embrace embrace simpler practices. We need to find common ground. So grunting three words at a time and while... Going yeah and nodding in unison 
with a hive mind, maybe we can reach a few of them that way. Well, we can only hope. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you know, whatever olive branch is at our disposal. Indeed, indeed. Bridge building. If we give enough olive branches, maybe we can build a bridge. I wonder if uh, these recent bank closings are going to revive cryptocurrency. It certainly hasn't done much for Doge. Well, do you think I mean, that would? I mean, I feel like you're a you're a self-taught. I hate using the word expert to, 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 to in conversation, but I feel like you're extremely knowledgeable about a lot of those things. Do you think that, again, not to, not to sound tinfoil or like a MAGA person, but I mean, do you think that uh, uh, a likely route people would go for investing in diversification would be back into that? It's fascinating because just like stocks that don't pay dividend, it is all it is is a pyramid scheme. Uh, at one point in time, seashells were an acceptable form of currency, and it was illegal to go to the shore and get seashells unless you were the government. Um, so it is whatever we decide it has value. Diamonds are not uncommon, yet we pay a whole lot of money for them. A uh, few people control whatever it is the populace is able to deem to have value. If more companies accepted crypto and more governments were to embrace it as well, uh, that would help. But ultimately, accepting crypto isn't what's going to happen or what's going to make it happen. It's these major companies creating their own form of currency, which, you know, for a long time now, I've long before crypto, I felt that uh, corporations would do that so they would no longer have to rely on governments for anything. I don't think any government is going to take over the world. It's going to be psychopaths like Musk and Bezos and Zuck and people like that that are going to form currencies so crypto will crumble under that what's the value of of anything if no one will accept it in exchange for goods and services yeah i i funny that this has come up in conversation because that's definitely since i a transition and and and, and reopened up uh, you know different different kind of real estate business um just a fascinating thing about, you know, obviously with economic trends and, but obviously, you know, it comes back to perception of value and, you know, that something's only worth what somebody else pay for it. And so perceptions of value and then literally, especially in real estate and whether it's commercial or residential, but in this example, I'm thinking of in my brain, residential, where you could have something that literally would be worth 50 or $60,000, at least more than, uh, properties that might be close to it that an appraiser might initially want to pick they're not worth the same thing brand new hardwood floors you know various various other things better square footage and versus we'll just say lesser lesser quality uh 
products and or the person was selling it as is you know what i mean and so like trying yeah, to you know. show somebody or an appraiser or communicate that this is it's not an abstract idea that it's worth more the quality of the work and the products and the time that went into it is, is of greater value real estate is one of the few true stable uh markets because people got to stand somewhere and people got to sleep somewhere you know housing you can have a 5000 square foot house have tremendous value that is built like shit and then you have a 2000 square foot house that is structurally sound and ultimately the the people lending money are going to go for the square footage but that land is the common denominator yeah location obviously is key but it's just fascinating you know especially with the land thing and the way you describe the value of square footage because obviously also and that's just this thing that happens to be on my mind because it's a situation that's forefront of my of my mind the last few days on a you know hour by hour basis is um that the most close properties that may have closed in the last year are not appropriate comparables and if and you might have to go a little you know a little farther away but still you know the same kind of structure whether whether it's single family or townhouse or condo uh, so yeah it's it's a it's a it's a fascinating uh uh piece of navigation and discovery that just never you know, like you're never settled, like you're always having to move forward, which I guess is part of the goal of, of life. And, and one of the points of us of, of us doing the show, just, you know, communicating to people that the journey never stops, like you always have to keep moving forward. And that, you know, the meaning of, you know, at least for me, the, the meaning or purpose of life is that search for that search and that constant, you know, on the on the path of discovery and um, nonstop. Yeah, yeah, non-stop. we we enjoy making fun of anything including ourselves uh but it certainly is we we all need to to find a road that leads us closer together and uh at the same time not taking poop from people who simply have no real interest in community and i don't want to say brotherhood as much as we're all in this together, a platitude, I guess, of sorts. But ultimately, it seems like society used to care about making the world better for children. And that kind of changed when corporations became people. And the stockholders and the executives became more important than the employees and the customer. It, uh, that divides it, to think that people are against unions makes sense in the fact that unions became corrupt so uh now there but there's no balance at all business was corrupt union was corrupt now we don't have unions and it's so one-sided you see record profits during record inflation that simple math and then these banks the banks falling 
will be the beginning of a domino effect, not because of anything real, but because other industries will see how to absolutely just ravage everyone for profit. And, and it, it, I, I want to do a feature on this show called In Future News. And I think in future news, much like when I saw the stock market and the banks uh, tanking that, I can't help but to feel that it's by design. So in future news, you're going to see everyone following suit that has the ability to profit from our misery. 100%. Well, I think just because where we are, that it's i wouldn't say it's always been that way but it's been that way enough we just until you get to be a certain age you don't necessarily recognize that that's what's happening you know like the whole thing about understand that that at one time uh corporate taxes were 90 percent, and the middle class was insanely strong and social programs uh were effective outside of racism because during this time of corporate taxes was you know still Jim Crow era and if we could just get back to that with a better understanding of diversity then uh the middle class can definitely thrive there's always going to be people that for whatever reason uh sink to the bottom oftentimes that's going to be mental health issues which should have our compassion Instead, it's, oh, if you're standing on the corner asking for food, you're worthless. If you can't keep a job because your brain doesn't work right, are we not going to help? Yeah, well, it's the same. Exactly, exactly. And I think we've, we've both, I'm sure, know people, but have seen things, especially the complaints, the nonsense complaints people are posting on social media about how uh, they're upset that a restaurant was closed and then the restaurant would be like, well, we can't find anybody to work. And the same people that are complaining about it, 90% of the time are the exact same people who used to shit on or or, or put down the the, the wait staff who worked there and said, well, if you don't like it, go work somewhere else. And guess what they did? Or they just simply stopped being crapped on by horrid human beings who were entitled and just came straight from church and uh, demanded to be treated like royalty instead of waiting their turn and being compassionate and eating their food and and contributing to the cycle that is the service industry instead of, you know, you look at it just like the way uh, big corporations, you know, on a smaller scale, they're in there to take every resource they possibly can and uh, with no regard. So it is exactly the people that say no one wants to work today or the same people that send people home in tears because they just can't take the abuse anymore. It's not about digging ditches or turning wrenches or anything like that. It's uh, a choice they made to uh, shit on somebody. hundred percent. Well, and uh, yeah, the same thing. Well, you know, and, and assigning 
in their minds assigning a, a someone's value to a dollar sign that they that they cut them a check for and then intentionally right. but then intentionally not paying them a livable wage or a wage that uh that keeps up with uh in inflation and and the cost of living as as it exists right now or and you know this because we all deal with people of various ages people who would say nonsense like, well, in 1970, I made $30,000 a year, and that was more than enough money. It's like $30,000 a year in 1970 was like $6,000 a year now. It's nothing. Well, interesting you picked that year because I saw where a plumber, a union plumber, made equivalent to what I make now, and what I do is requires some technical ability. I went to school for it. Uh, I developed a lot of experience and, and over that time uh, gained insight into how things work in my field. And basically I can do it with my eyes closed now, but that has value learning it much like an artist with their paint is more valuable than the paint that went into the, the work. But a union plumber who not in the muck because those guys definitely deserve all they can possibly get but he made the same and he was able to buy a car buy a house and his kids to college and all that stuff and i say him because he was able to have his wife at home raising the children which built a uh you know a fine stable environment it, it isn't about what you do if you work 40 hours a week you should be able to live a relatively comfortable, enjoyable life. And uh, a lot of people just don't agree to that. Well, absolutely. And it's the people who wrap themselves in the their fake fake branding of patriotism who want to... And also, they, yeah. they think that's what Jesus wants. Absolutely, 100%. They, yeah, ignoring the fact of anything that's actually in scriptural text uh and just and all but also i mean that's the line when when you know that these aren't people that that engage in religious well i wouldn't even call it theology because that involves like some kind of mental mental acutement uh but but uh that they use it as a get out of jail free card and not a not a what's a better way to, to do things and go through life to be a better person be a better version of myself be a better version of you know what what's what's oh, no. it, it's it's all about about what their neighbors are able to glean from and how jealous they can make their neighbors of their point in life and their their uh lofty self-image all right so we are we are at the 59 minute mark i'm gonna say one more thing because it, it's relevant i've been working part of a storyline that includes the fact that owning property as an individual will become illegal and only corporations can own homes. Because I, I, I think that's an in-future news kind of thing. Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, man. As always, I enjoy talking to you. And uh, we'll do it again tomorrow morning. Absolutely, brother. All right. Later. All right, talk soon.